Now, during these experiments, they find out that breaking the Warp 10 barrier turns you into a salamander. <laughs> and I'm not really exaggerating. <laughs> Captain Spot, Stardate 80892 3.1, I said that weird. Welcome aboard Starship Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shortly from the world of cinema since to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington and with me this week, he made a deal with the Borg that wiped out an entire species and you know what? He can live with it. It's Jonathan Watkins. <laughs> I, I merged a Voyager and a Deep yeah. Space Nine quote, got it all in one. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Danae this week. So he he is Danae, glasses and all. I, I don't know what Danae does. I don't listen to this podcast. I'm kidding, <laughs> I do actually. If I've Fe- seen the episode, sometimes I don't just because it's like I don't want to be spoiled. But yeah, no, once I've actually sense. watched the episode, then I'll listen. Yeah, of course, I believe you. That make that's a good place to jump in. A, did you watch the latest season of Strange New Worlds? Have you seen any of it? I no Strange New Worlds. I am I am almost. A, I think I watched I watched the first couple episodes, but I am definitely most of that season behind. I think you'd uh, like I'm, it. I'm behind on just about everything. No, I, I've I've really enjoyed the first season and uh, the first couple episodes of the second season. I enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're just gonna rewatch Murder She Wrote and Columbo for the 14th time. Yeah, but see, Murder She Wrote's more of like that's a background thing. That's like uh, I've seen this so many times. Like if I'm reading or something, like so I can't really do that with stuff I'm actually trying to pay attention to. That makes sense. But yes, no, yeah, Murder She Wrote has. Yes, that's that's basically how it all works. I think everybody does that, though. Everybody has their comfort stuff. Oh, for sure. Uh, you're, this is we are on a Star Trek podcast where most of the time we're rewatching episodes. <laughs> I've watched up through Voyager a lot, you know, yeah. like over the years because that was my growing up, you know. Uh-huh. So, and I've watched most of Enterprise. I think I've seen all of Enterprise, but I don't know that I've rewatched a lot of Enterprise. But like, yeah, especially back in the day when I had the like when I had regular cable and like there's like a Heroes and Icons channel or something, and like every night they show. They have a they have a block of Star Trek shows. And they mm-hmm. start with the original series and they end with Enterprise. Yeah. It's like one episode of each every night. So hell yeah, I watch that. Yeah, yeah, I know the Sci-Fi Channel over here used to do that a lot. Um, Enterprise might be the one that I've seen the least, other than the animated series. But I still don't like. I think oh yeah, animated series is definitely the one I've seen the least of. Yeah, I mean I've seen the least. Like I've only I've seen them all, but I've only watched them. But I have, but I still have to. I'm still not completely caught up on Discovery either. So, or what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not either. I'm a bad Star Trek fan. I've watched half of season four of Discovery. I don't think it but makes you a bad I haven't fan. Haven't finished yet. No, it does, Jonathan. Makes <laughs> me a bad fan. As much as you've watched, I think you're all right. I mean, if you just watch the movies, you can call yourself a Star Trek fan. I don't care. You true. Know. Very, very true. Well, before we get into the lower decking that's happening this episode, which, yeah, that sounds rude now that I've said it that way. Um, <laughs> let's get into some emails. Emails. Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone. It's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and, well, email. We do have a few questions specifically for Jonathan. Oh, wow. From the Discord. First question from I am Spartacus, the eater of Pez on Discord. Question. Is it TNG's Miles O'Brien? Or is it DS9's Miles O'Brien? <laughs> it's funny. I don't I don't really care. I, I that was just something I thought was that was just something I started to to irritate you with. Um, but I can't I remember mean, which I, side I of the think argument of I'm Deep on. Space Nine. I think of Deep Space Nine first, probably. Just yeah. because he was a main character. Mm-hmm. So And I think I'm on the other side of the argument yeah. because he started in TNG. 
He did absolutely no. I mean, he definitely started there, and he's in a decent amount of episodes, but he's yeah. just not ever a focus, or not, except for like one, right, with the wounded or whatever. Is that the, like wounded, the one? That's his episode. It's so freaking good because it's all that was Keiko was introduced on TNG too, right? Keiko was introduced getting married to no, 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 like their marriage episode, Data's Day. So this is where... oh, that was Data's Day. That's that's yeah. right. That's what's going on. That's a big event that day. That's right. But aren't they, isn't she in Rascals too? Yeah. Am I right? She's, she gets shrunk down why, to a kid. Why do yeah. I know this? It's, I'm you, impressed. That's great. I, great haven't, I haven't seen Rascals in probably 20 years, but I just, it's such a weird episode. It's so weird. It's, it's the most season seven episode of the season, other than maybe Genesis, where they will de-evolve. But um, yeah, it's a wild one. Yeah, Young Picard is, is wild. <laughs> Next question. Darkest episode of Star Trek. And I think I know what oh. you're gonna what you're gonna say. I mean it's gotta Top be in the pale moonlight, right? Yeah, I think that would be pretty much everyone's everyone's answer. There's a lot of dark on DS9 though. I mean, if yeah. you were to say like darkest TNG, maybe conspiracy maybe? No, we, no, actually mm. no, no. Darkest on TNG is probably violations. Is that what that one's called? Where oh my goodness. Where- Troy's like getting like like mind raped basically uh-huh. no literally she is yeah, yeah most yeah, of the yeah. crew is getting like psychically abused much, that's much like dark. she does in nemesis and picard's like hey if you can handle getting raped a few more times i'd really could use ahead, your help diana this is <laughs> how do you mind and Riker's just like okay let's go so yeah maybe violations i can't think of another one right now there's probably yeah. cause and effects really dark and uh i mean and then there's that one where it's like everybody keeps disappearing and it ends up just being Crusher. Oh, remember me. Yeah. I don't know if that's really dark, but it's just, it's eerie. Phantasms? Is that the one with Data? Phantasms is the one with Data, yeah, where and he, he like kills, like he kills Marina, he kills Troy and like, or he stabs Troy in one of his dreams or something. Yeah, he dreams about stabbing Troy and then actually yeah. stabs her in the chest with a knife. Yeah. And then there's that one with, I can't, let's just name these. There's that one, is it Night Terrors where... Yeah, she's trapped. I mean, there's some horror-esque episodes, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Night Terrors is pretty horror-based. I don't know about, like, Voyager. I'm sure there's... I just can't think right now, but... Year of Hell, maybe? I don't Year know. Year of Hell's pretty dark. Scorpion's pretty dark, because that's where Janeway's yeah, that's, making oh, well, the deal. Oh, yeah, that's true, because Janeway commits... Uh, uh-huh. Genocide. Uh, genocide. Multiple genocide. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. Actually, I feel kind of bad. I keep saying that, but that's, I wonder if genocide's kind of one of those words, though, where it's like you shouldn't like. It's kind of like people say, "Don't ever use the Hitler card." I wonder if like you should say something different. I, I feel like genocide's but so I, dark. I think, that, no, I think I think you're right. It is right. The Borg don't go half measure. They wipe <laughs> out your species. Yeah, I, did, I guess I feel bad laughing after I say it, but but it's <laughs> if you've seen the episode, it's just, it's just insane. Yeah. Like what? And I don't know that she had a choice, but it's still oh, one of those things. Oh, she had a choice. She, her choice is to set that ship down, put it on a planet, make a life for yourself. You're not making that 80-year That's true. Yeah, they, they generational could, they could journey. That. That's it's, true. So, it's, anyway. it's pretty wild. Um, one last one from Flyboy. And this is really just Flyboy attacking you and us specifically. Cool. Um, but he singled you out. That's fine. <laughs> we, we love Flyboy. Tell Jonathan he and many others are wrong. The supposed Khan couldn't recognize Chekhov plot hole in the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> True. Walter Koenig couldn't, uh, didn't join the cast until season two, but it was never established in canon prior to Wrath of Khan Fair. whether Chekhov was first assigned to the Enterprise. He could have been a red shirt. Like he could have been there just he hanging out. Like, been, uh, I get it. I Like Barkley. Like Barkley was probably on the Enterprise for a couple years before we saw him. Yeah. No, However, I understand. That is it's not how the movie pitches it. That is not the impression the movie yeah. gives you. This is all about the no. movie giving us this strong impression that Chekhov was personally involved. 
it's not like it bothers me. Like that doesn't like take a star no. off the movie or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like that's like the least like if that's your only problem, like that's a that's an You're A plus a right there, man. Yeah. You've done well. <laughs> Grathicon is still like always just amazes me because I don't even know if like Space Seed was one of the more popular episodes at that time. It's just it's just wild that I mean it's like if it it's like wild. if they had when I, we did the survivors, that episode I was on of this, and it's like if they, if like a TNG movie had decided to pull that guy back and like use him as a villain, maybe right? we'd be talking about him now. It probably would have been better than Insurrection. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> or like the girl from the Devil's Do, like they brought her back. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That's an excellent episode. It's, I no, I actually do enjoy that one. That's one people always shit on, and I'm like, no, I kind of like that one. We're going to be doing the season four, episode one premiere of Lower Decks. Super excited for this. Lower Decks is, as much as like I, I love Strange New World season one, Lower Decks, I have so much confidence that it's going to be fun whenever I watch it. Um, so Jonathan, what's your experience with Lower Decks? How much have you watched? I watched season one when it was on. I'm pretty sure I watched every episode of season one. There's only like 10, right? So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's 10 episodes a season. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. And then I think in the second season, I think I watched the first couple episodes and then I just got behind. And then it's just like everything else, just stuff starts piling up on top. Look, I will never, ever complain about my job as in like, so this might sound stupid to say this, but I'm not, this is not a complaint. <laughs> this is just the truth of it is that after we are done with a day of five or six days a week where we're having to watch stuff for work, mm-hmm. there's just sometimes at night, like, I'm just like, I just want to read a book. Like, I'm not like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to go see a movie. So TV shows tend to take a, a backdrop. And then, and then if my wife would actually watch the shows with me, that might make it easier, but she's such a binger. So I can't keep up with her. So, and she can't watch shows differently. Like she and can't you don't do want to hold her back. Yeah. No. No, so uh, I don't even I'm try. So uh, I remember we were talking about the bear, and you were just like, "Oh yeah, yeah my wife started that. She's finished. Like, yeah, she's yeah. finished like, it all in one afternoon." Yeah, like I didn't even ask, like, "Hey, do you want me to watch it with you?" Because I knew I would have to sit there for two days straight just watching the bear, and I didn't have time to <laughs> do just it. Just got to write off that time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So no, but I want to get back to it. And I want to watch the. I was going to watch season recaps, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll just." And I read about kind of what the season four episodes about, which I'm excited about, and. uh it sounds like there is going to be a season-long story this season, but you told me that the past couple of seasons they haven't really done that, or at least not. So they kind of straddle this line where they're, they, the running themes are kind of like Boimler finding his confidence, Mariner finding out like whether she like can butt against mm-hmm. authority and be herself. There's the Rutherford. Are they still ensigns? They're still ensigns, yeah. Okay. Everyone is still an ensign. There's Tendi kind of battling with her being an Orion. The main, like, kind of ongoing theme is that the pack lids are dicks. Yeah. And they, they like, on the up and up, they keep, like, they're, like, making more trouble than they ever have before. And I guess it's that Rutherford, the, the guy that has, like, the IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some AI program that's buried in his subconscious. That was the only ongoing theme from last week. Uh, last week. From last, last season. season. Gotcha. And there is this, like, upsurge of evil AI. So there's Badgie, there's, um, uh, there's ba- Peanut Hamper, the exocomp that's an evil AI. Oh, I do. I, well, I did listen to that episode, too, because you guys were talking about exocomps. I remember you did the, that. That's a crazy thing to bring back, by the way. It's, it's incredible. Like, it. trying to explain the exocomps to Danae yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you want a two-hour recap of season three, <laughs> we released that episode last week. So it's I don't know if it's going to help you. There are easier ways to get caught up, but we will talk about uh, Peanut Hamper quite a bit. 
Well, this is such a quick show, too. That's why I feel stupid that I haven't actually caught up with it, because it's like... But they, it, they pack so much into these 25-minute episodes. They do, yeah. It's so great. So this, the, the season premiere is possibly one of the cleverest, one of the cleverest episode titles I've seen. And it's Tuvix, but spelled T-W-O-V-I-X, which is incredible. Um, before we get into it, Jonathan, one, give us one prediction based on the title about what you think is going to happen. And then one oddly specific event that you think is going to happen. I mean, I guess we're going to see Tuvix. <laughs> or at least that, we probably won't see Tuvix. Tuvix is dead. We'll probably have a reference. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope they. Uh, I hope they. Uh, I hope they discuss. I hope they talk about Janeway murdering uh, Tuvix. I that think that's guaranteed. I think that's pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't. I don't really because like like I don't know. Like I don't know if there's anything they're coming continuing off the the ending of the last season, but. Um, Something something specific. Something strangely specific. Danae's favorite one is somebody will drink tea in a chair. <laughs> Yet to happen. Uh, um, is it still the same crew and everything? Like, it's the same captain? Same crew. Jerry O'Connell, he's the first officer. Mm-hmm. He's I remember that was the only yeah. thing about the first season sometimes. I remember thinking, like, the only thing about this that I don't, like, I find weird is, like, how incompetent... <laughs> some of the he's the worst the, like oh, a lot terrible. of the senior staff i mean they're just not yeah they're just, they're just ridiculous at their jobs yeah <laughs> which i guess is why they have that ship versus uh, yeah like uh, kind of cerritos sense, is it? like a smaller ship right it's not it, like, it's it's like the sea level class of ships yeah, yeah like i remember like they would go off and do like sil- more sillier missions and stuff yeah like, exactly yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know uh yeah somebody will sit in a chair and drink tea <laughs> <laughs> We're going to continue to make specific predictions. I love it. <laughs> well, last last season didn't end on a cliffhanger, but just to, I think the the thread that they'll pick up is that Peanut Hamper, the exocomp, is off floating in space mm. and has bumped into com, uh, Badgie the Com Badge, which is the evil like kind of Microsoft paperclip AI program that appeared, I think, in season one. That or, sounds really familiar. So I'm almost yeah. positive I've seen this. So he has survived inside Rutherford's eyepiece, which got jettisoned into space. He created. He was the holodeck thing. Uh, yes. This did happen in season one. Yeah, the yes. holodeck helper. Yes. So he's now met up. I think he's nice. met up with Peanut Hamper in space. And Jeffrey Coombs, we think, is out there as an evil AI, although he's currently locked up. So it seems like they're gonna they're gonna pick up that thread. Oh, I love uh, Jeffrey the, Coombs. My goodness, he's so great. I think that's kind of, I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to pick up this episode, but that's it's, basically so he's where not, we ended. But he's not voicing a character he's already played. Uh, no, no, okay. he's not. He's coming, but he's back as a fresh character. He's an evil AI. He was Wayoon, but then he was also on Enterprise, right? He was an Andorian. Oh, he was, um, he was an Andorian tram, yeah, mm-hmm. um, in Enterprise. And he was also Brunt, uh, Ferengi um, debt collector, basically. Um, in. Um, but I mean, I know X-9. him. I know him mostly. Well, I mean, when I first saw him was like, watching horror movies in the 80s i should have been watching yeah. when i was that young the reanimator <laughs> he's awesome Amazing. he's awesome he's awesome okay with that let's head over to 10 forward and we will catch up with you all after we've watched the episode two to be out. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, Jonathan, what would you like from the replicator? Um, <laughs> I think my answer is always Diet Dr Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Still gonna have a Diet Dr Pepper. I don't know, man. I, I mean, uh, Diet Pepsi. Let's be crazy. Nice. You want some Pepsi? 
<laughs> I want some of that Neelix cheese. Genuinely, I want. Oh, it's got to taste good, right? <laughs> uh no oh. i don't know but i mean that's true but i mean old cheese is actually i mean that's what blue cheese is right so well old cheese is just milk <laughs> no sorry yeah that's cheese you. I mean, is just drink, old milk. yeah so yeah i guess the cheese is. would be fine yeah cheese would be great okay um i'm gonna be really mean jonathan give us a synopsis for what happened this week oh my god um <laughs> well if there was anything because i mentioned this pr- before we started watching i i have not seen the last couple i haven't seen the last season definitely and i haven't seen all mm-hmm. of season two but uh, so if there's anything that's continuing off of that, I don't know. You said the, the the Vulcan character was brand new. She was new last season, I think. She's just like a she's kind of like O'Brien. She pops in every now and again. Yeah, she was the only one. She was the only one I didn't know. But uh, yeah, so explain the episode. Uh, so they uh, the Cerritos has been commissioned there. The, the, the Voyager, the USS Voyager is going to be uh, put in the, the Starfleet Museum or whatever they it's going to be put on display. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, San Francisco or wherever that is. And so the Cerritos gets kind of, uh, they have to go on there and like get everything in order and get it cleaned up and make sure it gets there and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when they get there, all this stuff starts happening and it's basically callbacks for 20 minutes to previous Voyager episodes and not even <laughs> like popular Voyager episodes. Deep cuts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I mean, I guess, I guess the worm thing people kind of know about, like a lot of people know about that, but like the macrocosmos, that's like, I forgot that until yeah, I saw it. That's a it. great episode. That's where you've got like Janeway in a tank top just kicking ass and going yeah, Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the kind of a diehard with, uh, yes. Yeah, with aliens yeah, on the ship. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but it, but in this thing, so the, the flower thing that, uh, created, uh, Tuvix <laughs> and Voyager. Uh-huh. Uh, somehow is still there. They still have this flower. And then one of the leaves like goes on to the transporter accidentally. And I do not remember the character names. It's the doctor who looks like, like she's like a tiger or something. Yeah. So Dr. Ta'ana and engineer, uh, chief engineer Billups becomes to Ellipse. To Ellipse. Yeah. To Ellipse. Yeah. Uh, and then what I love, and then, so, but then the, the, uh, the captain of the Cerritos doesn't actually know how Janeway dealt with this. So she's like, I'm going to go read up on how Janeway dealt with this and then get back to you. <laughs> Which is so funny because we're all just like, ah, we know where that's going. Yeah. And then if anybody doesn't know, uh, Janeway murdered Tuvix, uh, Tuvix, <laughs> by the way, for some reason, people don't know who this is. This is an episode of Voyager where Neelix uh-huh. and Tuvok, I almost called him Tuvix, uh, they merge together and they create the name. Uh, Tuvix, and it's a really weird episode. It's one of those episodes that, like, I, I, it's one of those episodes. I'm like, man, if we had had Twitter, then that would have been really interesting. Because right back then, the internet was barely even a thing. I mean, I watched that episode when it was live, and I was just like, that was an episode I just watched. I wasn't even really thinking about anything. I didn't think of it when I, I was relieved because I was like, I hope she isn't tied down to morals and ethics because yeah. Ian, the the human being watching <laughs> a cartoon, watch essentially. Tuvix. Exactly. I fucking hate Tuvix. I want Neelix and Tuvok back. <laughs> what you you were Kess in that episode. Yes. Um like I want my boyfriend back. But uh <laughs> yeah, so they merge and then so uh she finds out that Janeway killed him, and so she doesn't want to do that, but uh what is it, Tilips? Is that what he's Tilips. going by? Yeah. They are going by they just dis- they think they're still gonna get killed, so they decide to make more Tuvix. <laughs> and so a lot of people get combined, including the captain and um, and and whatnot. And then also, there's just other stuff going on. The the uh, the what is it? The oh, the macrocosmos. They get a, they get a, they somehow merge with Borg. They get assimilated. Uh, yeah, they get assimilated. So they're going all over the ship. 
Uh, Boimer, who is like not on his game today because he's he's been told that he might get a promotion if he if he does well. Uh, he's like nervous and he's also mm-hmm. thinks that Mariner's going to be mad at him and all that stuff. So we got that going on, and then uh, and then there and then they they have to deal with the Borg thing, and then uh, uh, oh man, what's the 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 green? Uh, is it is it Tendi? What's her name? Yeah, Tendi. Yeah, Tendi and is it Talen? Uh, yeah, Tendi and Talin. Yeah, that's yeah. It. They they actually handled the two Vix thing by taking all of the two Vixes and combining them into one big giant meat puppet. <laughs> meat puppet, and then they figure out a way to split the personalities. I mean, I guess they still technically kill them. I mean, yeah, I don't it's like. Such there's a no way line. to do this without killing them. You've just it's this this mass. It's kind of clever. Like this mass of meat doesn't really have a consciousness so it's okay to kill it and yeah, it's where I guess, we yeah. draw the line it's not like if they had done because the thing is uh Tillips is really excited to be them like they love it like they're they're yeah, stoked on life yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny there's that one part where they're like yeah we're all gonna we're all gonna hang out and have fun and make memories yeah. and it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah not realizing what's gonna happen um i love that man so that's that's and then and then people get promoted including mariner who didn't want to get promoted so that's another thing but uh Oh, and then there's a there's a there's a thing at the end where yeah. uh, a, a a new ship shows up and it destroys a Klingon ship, and I have no idea what that's about. I I think that's going to be just continuing throughout the season. I didn't know if you, I didn't know if it was something maybe that connected with a previous season. I'm guessing no. no. I'm oh, guessing cool, cool. that my my instinct is that it's it's Peanut Hamper and Badgie the Com Badge in the gap between seasons have either taken a ship, built a ship. I would be stunned. If it wasn't them and they're trying to build an army, um, yeah, they said they they read one life life form on the on the vessel and then uh, and I don't then know it, what that it, yeah that's a good yeah, point and then actually. it destroys I don't know the, the I don't it destroys the Klingon ship and then it's like dum 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 and I don't know like that seemed kind of dark for this show what I've seen of this show but I don't know I mean it's kind of on brand for Star Trek because it's what happens at the beginning of the motion picture. It's like, yeah. if you need some cannon fodder, send in some Klingon ships, because A, yeah. you get to show off some Klingons, B, you get to show off some Klingon ship, and C, no one gives a shit. Like, they're just going to yeah. get blown up and it doesn't matter. But yeah, oh, pretty, pretty I, dark. And on top of that, we forgot to mention, too, on top of the macrocosmos, you get uh, former holodeck games, uh, like <laughs> a Chaotica, yeah. and that, the clown from that god-awful episode, I think it's called The Thaw. Yeah, it's um, uh, and yeah, I couldn't remember terrible. who the Michael something. I I, I knew that so, was something to do with Janeway, but I couldn't yeah, remember. So they that's Fairhaven. So they open up the holodeck like twenty four hours a day, and they create this Irish village filled with terrible Irish accents. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like I a pub this. that everybody can go to. And Janeway falls in love with Michael Sullivan, but he has a wife, so she deletes his wife, and that's kind of where that I miss my wife thing comes from. Oh, I yeah. gotcha. No, I, I do kind of remember this now. That's crazy. Like, it's a it's a holodeck character, Janeway. Janeway rewrites his program and deletes his wife. She makes him smarter as well, because they start talking about books, and he says, I'm not much for reading. She reprograms him, and he comes back reading poetry and shit. I was like, Janeway, you pervert. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, like that's the, and that's also, by the way, that's like the one sin of Voyager, like a big sin, is that they let them go to the holodeck so much. Like, I... That's what like that would be such an energy sucker and like right? they don't have insane they don't have like really easy ways to like replenish like by the time so you get like, to season six they don't care they're just blowing up shuttles they're firing torpedoes yeah, yeah. they just decided we're not going to worry about the energy thing despite having a ton of interesting kind of like 
avenues that you can go to. Voyager just like it's more fun to keep the holodeck on twenty four hours a day. And even like the replicator, I remember like it early in the first yeah. season. I don't mean to get off on Voyager, but this show is about Voyager. This episode, yeah, about Voyager. but uh, they they're really like stingy about the cook, like about the food. Like they don't want to get stuff out of replicators that often, which actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but then but then they don't like after that first season. I don't think they even. I mean, I think Neelix is still cooking because obviously the cheese yeah. thing. He's still cooking, but they're just like you know what, it's fine. But uh, they're they're using the replicator. Like I'd rather and they use replicate the replicator than eat Neelix's food. <laughs> yeah, so it it's you know I don't know. That's it's amazing. interesting. It's like and then like. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was thought that was crazy about the holodeck. It's like, it why really are you using is. the holodeck so much? Like, this makes no sense. None at all. Well, overall thoughts and feelings. Did you have fun with the episode, especially coming into it with no kind of like season three knowledge? Did you have a good yeah. time? Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I, I I love the callbacks and stuff. I mean, that's that's fun for me. I watched I watched all of Voyager, and I Voyager is probably the one series I actually watched from start to finish, like while it was on. Like D Space Nine, I think I started like in season two, so it wasn't that far off. And Next Generation, I don't know that I watched every week, but I was watching it from the beginning. And then eventually they started showing reruns and syndication. So I just, I caught, I know by like season five, I was watching every week, but Voyager, like I never stopped. Like it was from 95, I was in college. And then uh, 2001, I was, uh, I was, I was uh, my first marriage. I was in my first marriage. Oh, my first marriage was almost over actually. Uh, but, uh, but I kept watching Voyager, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Committed. So so I, I have love for it. I mean, I, I know it's not the best, but I also, and I think now it has a better reputation, mostly because I think a lot of the kids that grew up on it have gotten older and they're talking about it because that was the, yeah. their Star Trek. I mean, you kind of grew up on it, right? That was yours, wasn't it? Voyager was the first one that I got to watch live as it was happening. Yeah. Because I remember the season finale was, I think, 2000 or 2001. Um, so I watched yeah, it was all of season seven as it happened. Um, so Voyager has always got that special. This was my first live Star Trek that I got to watch. Um, and honestly, I love it. I love that it's had a resurgence in the last few years. A lot of people kind of see it as the silly Star Trek. And that's what I love about it, to be honest. You've got this great comparison of DS9, Super Duper Dark, Voyager, Dark, but kind of silly as well. And then TNG bang in the middle. Like, it, there's a reason that era of Star Trek is so fucking good well voyager didn't realize how dark it was at times i, I don't think right? they under- <laughs> i think it was accidental yeah yeah but uh no and, and i like the biggest complaint about voyager is it just became another next generation and it kind of did yeah and with its premise it should have been something very different it's interesting that ds9 became serialized when voyager exactly is right well, that, there that's I, if you if you if you listen like i've 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 listened to like some podcasts that have talked about that. Uh, is it Ira Ira um, Stephen Bear? Is that what? Ira Stephen Bear? Yeah. Yeah. He did not give a shit. Uh, no, I'm amazed he didn't get fired. Berman fought fought him constantly and did not want serialization. And he would be like, okay, cool. And then he would go do a serial. You know, he would make something because I mean, the last like ten episodes of Deep Space Nine are like all together, right? Basically, yeah, or, like last eight or nine. Yeah. The 10 episode run, which is just the Dominion War. The Year of Hell was supposed to be an entire season of Voyager. And uh, they had everything mapped out. They had it ready to go. It sounded awesome. And then Berman was just like, no. Because I think at the time, too, Deep Space Nine, it, it kept losing. It kept, like, it did lose a lot of viewers by the end of the series. Uh, because I do think, and I do think at that time, it was a little ahead of its time. Because now that's what all that's what all the Star Trek series do for the most part. I mean, Strange New Worlds, even though it's episode to episode, it still has stuff going on in it the It still background. has some of that, yeah. Like, with the Gorn stuff, you're still going to end up being a little bit confused, perhaps. But it's still not, not as much as Deep Space Nine. But even so, those Deep Space Nine episodes still work on their own. Oh, they do. 
But I do understand why DS9 doesn't do that well in syndication now because it's just, it's like you feel like you have to watch every episode. Whereas, like, if you could just watch a random episode of Voyager. But what I was trying to say, though, is Voyager did not probably do as much justice as it could have to its premise. However, once you are like, this is what this show is, there's a lot of good stuff in it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, don't, I don't know why people give it such a hard time. It's not great all the time. I mean, maybe it had more terrible episodes than most of the series, but I mean... There's some great stuff in there. That Blink of an Eye episode gets me every time. Oh, it's awesome. And especially starting like with when they brought Seven of Nine on. I mean, there's some really good stuff uh, from Scorpion, you know, till the end. Um, and they might have actually had a better final season than Next Generation. If I was to do like episode comparisons, it's possible. Episode seven, I think you're probably right. Sorry, season seven, I think you're right. But that last episode hurts it. Ne- Next Generation's finale is far and away the best finale. Like, it's not even close. Like, that should have been the first movie, I almost feel like. Oh, it it absolutely should have, but done. They put more thought into it than they did Generations, that's for sure. But a lot of Next Generation seven season is is not great. And a lot Insane. of it's like they're trying to wrap up stuff and they're not, and, and like stuff we don't even care about. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I like Ensign Row, but I didn't need to know. Yeah, I didn't need a co- <laughs> like, uh, combination for her. And like Wesley came back all fucking moody and shit. Like that was a rough watch. <laughs> and then Picard's like clone son or something with like an episode. Like oh <laughs> yeah. I can't even, rem- it's not his actual son. They just switch his DNA. So yeah, it's not there's his like son something to it, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember either. Yeah. Which would have been a better way to give him a son than how we did it in Picard. But never mind. We're not going to talk about Picard. (laughs) This was a really fun episode. Yeah. This was an incredibly fun episode. Um, This is opening so strong. But this is like peak, peak stuff. It's so good. That Voyager theme was incredible. The animation of Voyager was stunning. Like, I like how this show looks better than Picard. Strange New... Like, I love how Strange New Worlds looks. But this, like, animation hits mm-hmm. me so well. It's so, so good. Um, yeah, it was just a really awesome victory lap of uh, Voyager, some, like, deep cuts. And I just love that they were brave enough to set it on the ship as well. So just leave the Cerritos behind and set the whole episode on Voyager. It's such a... You can call it fan service but this is, for me, serving the fans in the right way. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's, like, I mean, I've heard people say that about Picard season three, and I like no. I mean, I I get that, but I mean, just, fan service doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, it, I mean, no. I mean, that's just a, something somebody came. That's a term somebody came up with. I don't know who. Uh, but it's just like anything else, you know. I mean, it's there's there's like you know people use hair metal as kind of a derogative term, but there's definitely good bands from that era. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, it's not like if it's fan service, but I mean, yeah. I mean, Picard season three exists because people wanted to see the continuation of that character and wanted to see the other characters. So, I mean. It doesn't need to exist, but it does, and they did a pretty good job with it. You know, I think they did too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had an interesting chat with um, uh, with Aaron about this because he was asking me how I was enjoying um, Ahsoka because mm-hmm. he knew that I hadn't seen any of Rebels, uh, and I said, "I guess this is how you felt during Picard season three. Yeah, because I'm enjoying it, but I absolutely know I'm not in on the references. Yeah. I'm not in on the joke. I'm definitely being left behind and not appreciating it." as much as if I'd watch Rebels. But I'm also not holding that against the show. Like, I'm kind of applauding it for saying, almost rewarding people that have seen yeah. Rebels. So that's, I'm that, absolutely fine That doesn't with bother me cuts. either. I hear people complain about that. Like, with T, like, oh, now, I, I understand if a movie, like, you're going to the theater to watch a movie, that's irritating if, like, you need to have seen, like, a, a season of a TV show to understand what's going on in the movie. But as far as, like, a TV series, and then you have a sequel to that series, which is, I mean, Ahsoka is basically just like Picard, 
is to TNG, Ahsoka is to Rebels. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, yeah, of course it's a sequel. I, I have not seen all of Rebels. I have seen more than you because I've seen some of it. I've seen a couple seasons of it, but because um, I actually tried to watch it all before Ahsoka premiered and I couldn't get I couldn't get it all done. So that helped me a little bit because I at least like I knew who Ezra was. I knew who Sabine was. I knew who Hera was. But I'm enjoying it, too. I think I would have still been enjoying it even if I hadn't, even if I didn't have that knowledge. Because that knowledge is not really making me enjoy it more. No, that's fair enough. Um, it's it's a little bit distracting for me, but overall, yeah. the, the show is killing it for me. However, we're not going to talk about no, Ahsoka anymore. <laughs> we'll do a different show for that. I did want to note, um, in the opening credits, that attack scene on the Borg, they always add a different ship yeah. to it. So in season one, it was just the Yeah, it's their Romulans. Simpsons couch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then they add the snowflake, and then they add <laughs> that was, that's good. the pack. Backleds, I think, and now they've added <laughs> the whale probe from Star Trek Four, which is so freaking funny. I was like, "What? What's it going to be? What are we going to add?" Just genius. I have a question though. I I don't think the whale probe is on our side. I think it's fighting with the ball <laughs> be. because it's pointing the wrong way. Like the probe bit that does all the damage is pointing away from the cube, yeah, and true. towards the Federation. I think the whales have teamed up with the Borg. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's so, <laughs> That'd be such awesome. a great little nod. Somebody asked in the comments if we heard the whale sounds. I did not, actually. I, I, oh, I didn't this time. I'm going to have to listen out for that. We are here to find his son. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, obviously, this, this episode tackles the biggest controversy from Voyager, the whole two Vix thing. Is that the biggest? I guess it is. I, you're probably right. I, I, it's the one we're still talking about now. It's probably. I mean, not... you could argue what they do to Seven is in some ways like not like ethically <laughs> the best. I don't know. Oh, ripping her out of the collective. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, so. even I mean, I and I. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know. I guess it's how you look at if you've ever had like a, a if you've ever tried to get somebody like out of a cult or something. I don't Maybe it's similar to that. Mm -hmm. Like, but it, I don't know. But yeah, I think they you're right. I think it's genetics. Yeah. I think it's the one that we're still talking about now. Yeah, so I for think sure. it's it's kind of bold and genius for Lower Decks to take it on. It's kind of what this show was built for. Now, how did you feel about how they resolved it? So this is their way of answering the question. They kind of all admit that Janeway killed two Vicks. It was really aggressive. But they're defending it as well by saying that she was in the Delta Quadrant. And yeah. didn't have much choice. <laughs> like she needed her chef back, and she needed her security officer <laughs> yeah. back. How do you feel about that? I That's mean, I their defense. I mean, I, I think I took that more as like we can go to Starfleet Met, like we can go to like Starfleet Academy, or, yeah, like, or we, have we can go somewhere, you know, and somebody else can kind of research this. But at the end of the day, there's no way to do it without killing the individual. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, you got to make a choice, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I guess the only other option is to kill all three. I mean, I don't know. I don't, so I don't see how that's different, but I also thought, I mean, I, I think this is the perfect type of show to continue this story. in, though, like, I don't think you could do this like on like Picard. Like, I don't think they could have done like a two Vix episode. I don't think that would have worked. No, not seriously. Not when your actual solution is to just accidentally put all of the doubles together yeah, by yeah, um, by doing that, yeah. I mean that's just ridiculous and silly. So obviously that had to be. Uh, although oddly enough, I mean, I was it made me actually think though of like the first season of uh, of uh, oh my god, what a, Discovery. <laughs> right, they're using that creature. Oh, to, the Tardigrade. <laughs> they've just got it in a box. Yeah, and they're just using it. And it, it was to like this navigate. big blob thing. So that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, that's so funny. Totally different concepts and totally different ideas, but I just thought that was funny. But yeah, so I, I think you had to do it on this. I mean, I, it's not ethical, but it's but they make it 
funny i guess i I do think it's a pretty clear it's a very rick and morty way to get out of the problem is we're not actually going to make the ethical choice we're going to make the problem so fucking ridiculous that we have no option now but to kill it and then even how she separates them is so silly it's like oh i know their personalities really well so i can figure this out i kind of like yeah it's silly it's so dumb but it's that clever thing about how like the vulcans do this really logical approach and that subplot of to talana to what no damn it to i think to yeah needs the element that the vulcans are missing is that personal element but they the a ship full of vulcans probably wouldn't have solved this problem because maybe they don't care about the personality differences so much just a, otherwise a really, really interesting way to kind of end up resolving the episode. Well, and I, you could only do that in an animated setting, like or like a comedy oh, for setting, sure. obviously. That, for sure. That, so, I mean, I think I think they, I like that they took like the lower decks approach because it's definitely there is some fan service in this, but it still oh, has sure. it still feels like a lower decks episode. It's not like it's a. I mean, it's like what if the lower decks crew had to deal with the people on Voyager? You know, it's kind of like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. I was kind of surprised that we didn't get the EMH comeback. I kind of thought maybe... Oh, yeah, I was thinking... Because they said something about yeah, it. Yeah, because we didn't get any actual Voyager cameos in this, which is a no interesting choice, isn't it? Yeah, because Jane... I mean, I, I assume most of them are still around. Well, I mean, Admiral Janeway, we know, is still around because she's in Prodigy. They said something about Tuvok, though. I don't know if they were trying to say Tuvok had died, but Tuvok was in season three of Picard, so... Yeah, no, Tuvok didn't die. He's definitely in Picard. Yeah, for sure. And then, I, and I guess Neelix is still out in the... She, he stayed, so I guess he's... He the, stayed in the Delta Quadrant. But we know, correct. like, seven. So as far as we know, all those people are still alive. So yeah, they could have easily had, like, you know, uh, Paris could have been on the ship, or, you know... Yeah, and I do wonder if it's... Because you've got Jane, um, seven of nine that's obviously in Picard. Maybe they're trying not to overlap between series Maybe. too much. But it's weird considering Prodigy and Picard are now basically done. Um, you'd think it would free up those actors a bit, but yeah, it would have been cool to see like the Doctor, like if they had to actually, like if maybe they activated the Doctor to try to find out more about what. Oh was, my goodness! But I don't know would if that's still incredible. maybe that's not a program that's still on the ship. I don't know. Well, no, I almost guarantee that 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 he's got his mobile emitter and yeah. he's he's elsewhere, but. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it was kind of brave that we didn't have a single cameo. Like, the ship is the biggest cameo yeah. that we have, and that's the, the biggest character. And then the Easter eggs, basically. Yeah, and the Easter eggs. I Speaking mean, technically, we did eggs. have, we had the clown, and we had Chaotica. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I, it's, it's kind of wild. Like, they take a stab at the holodecks as well, because um, the holodeck just mm. kind of starts generating everything. And says, um, like, safety protocols set to random. And it's just like this nod that, yeah, yeah the safety protocols never fucking work. Because um, <laughs> you have to turn them off in order for the holodeck to be a threat. There's so much in there. I know you guys have talked about this when you've talked about episodes that involve the holodeck, but there's just, it's so crazy. Like the whole, like, I made a person smarter than data. Like, that's possible. <laughs> you can just like, ask why the do you need to data? Do you can just go on the holodeck and create all these people. And now we, yeah. have, we have mobile emitters and stuff, so they can just walk around and, you know. It's the most complicated <laughs> question. The sentience of holograms, Voyager dips into it a little bit, but not much. But it is insane that you can just create life by walking into that room, 
slap a mobile emitter on them now and say make it smaller than data you have a living yeah. being like i mean fucking insane yeah somebody like uh, snuck on the ship and just created like a arch you know big villain or something i mean it, that could be that could happen apparently make someone smarter than stephen hawking and as evil as hitler like i mean i guess do that we haven't really gotten like a like a live action series taking place post i mean other than picard so, but Picard mm. didn't really go into like what was going on in Starfleet. So, like we haven't seen like a lot of ships and stuff. So, I mean, I wonder if they have things in place because if they outlawed uh, cybernetics or whatever, um, you know, maybe they did some stuff with the holodecks too. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen until after Nemesis. So that'll be like a couple of years after this. I th- yeah, I wasn't positive when this took place. Is it's 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 before Nemesis. No, 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 sorry. This takes place after Nemesis, so it's like the 2380s. But that ban happens, I think, in like the 2390s, I think. Um, so we're still quite a bit far from They that. say something about the 70s in this episode. So I guess that Voyager was in the 2370s, is that right? Yeah, Voyager's in... Uh, Voyager is... So TNG ends in 2371, and that's when Voyager starts. So Voyager finishes 2378. So Voyager's okay. been home for about three years by this point, three or four years. Yeah. Which makes sense. That's kind of how long yeah. it's taken to clean the ship up and turn it into a museum piece. While we're speaking about um, Easter eggs and whatnot, pulling out the macrovirus is really, really fun because they don't just go, here's the macrovirus. Here's the macrovirus, and now we're going to turn it into a Borg. So Borg nanites get out and start assimilating <laughs> our favorite Voyager things. And I bet that is one of the one of the writers has been watching Voyager and thought, what if all of the Borg stuff that Seven of Nine has in the cargo bay escaped and started assimilating things? I bet that is a storyline they always wanted to put out there and now got the opportunity to do it. It's so freaking fun. Yeah, because they didn't really do like it. Because I remember, so they have all those, because didn't they have kids or something? They, they ended up, they they got some more Borg kids or something, right? And they unassimilated them on Voyager. Didn't that happen? Yeah, they got, they found some Borg kids. Yeah, that's that why they had by like the more than one uh, yeah, Borg. Yeah, they had like eight alcoves. Yeah, yeah. Borg alcoves, however they built those. Uh, with their with seven their, of nine, with their limited supplies, I guess. Right. Yeah, seven to nine. Uh-huh. She was also a magician and could just make stuff appear <laughs> basically but yeah so yeah i bet that would have been i i could see them doing that and then they just never really had the budget for it or something because that would have been that would have been wild it's so fun and again it's perfect breeding ground for lower decks it's such a fun idea um obviously you have the salamanders as well like oh god what is that episode called again oh no it's the one where they go to war- threshold yeah because it's it's often it's like it's like the spock's brain of voyager but i've even like i would say it's often one of the ones that people talk about like the worst episode of any star trek it's up there it's it's really up there and for those of you that haven't seen it the premise is in an attempt to get back home quicker they uh, they think that they can break the warp 10 barrier now for voyager and voyager alone Going at warp 10 apparently means that you're in every point of the galaxy and universe at every point of time, whenever you want. And if you can navigate that, they could pop back up on Earth and just appear there. Now, during these experiments, they find out that breaking the warp 10 barrier turns you into a salamander. And I'm not really exaggerating. Like, it creates some genetic defects. And Tom starts evolving, de-evolving, whatever, and it basically turns into a salamander. He 
halfway through this transformation, he kidnap- kidnaps Janeway, puts her on a shuttle, mm-hmm. they go off somewhere, Voyager finds them on a planet as two salamanders mm-hmm. that have had babies. <laughs> they bring the salamanders home, they reverse everything, nobody speaks of it again. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. insane. It's great for the rest of that. That was like season two, so there's still like five seasons left, and the whole time I'm just like, man, I wonder if they... It's like Paris and fucked. Janeway <laughs> fucked. Like, I mean... They have kids. They have kids. The, they like, abandon the kids. Yeah. They yeah. leave the salamander kids on the planet. That might be darker than Tuvix now that you mention that. It's... It's wild. That would be great if they had brought him. He had like a little like turtle. Yes. Like aquarium. <laughs> little terrarium. There you go. <laughs> little Paris and little What's Janeway. What's wild is that for this episode, I'm kind of amazed that Janeway and Tom didn't get a chance to veto this. <laughs> because I would imagine for any of the exhibits, they would have the option to veto anything that was too personal. I think this one is up there. We're going to make animatronic versions <laughs> of you two as salamanders. Like it's it's absolutely wild. Yeah, you're gonna make like you're gonna make Bolana have to live through that too. You know, she you know, right? Assuming they're still married, they might be divorced. That wouldn't wouldn't they, shock. I me. would imagine they were. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just incredible. I I I am still stunned that something that happened. I love that Lower Decks referenced it, but it's so oh, and it was so, so like so funny. it's it's just you just see it. You just see it that one shot though, where it's like it's just creeping in the background. Did we see it again after that? I don't remember. Yeah, so we... I don't think we see... Oh, yeah, no, we see it after that on the bridge. Oh, that's because, right, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Rutherford takes the the ball yeah. nanite off of it. But, yeah, they're just walking around just, like, happy as salamanders. Yeah, I was I was very oh, confused. So which maybe this is more when we talk about sending, but I was very confused about, like, why would you still have some of this stuff? And, that like, that's another thing. Like, I just... Why would that even Great exist? Great sin. Yeah, I've actually got a few sins for this episode. No, I was gonna say if there's if there's a negative, I mean, I, well, and it's not a negative yet, but like we obviously we don't know that was a really cool ending, but we could at the mm. end of this season be like, well, that was stupid because we don't we don't know where that's going. The yes, is that gonna taint an episode that's really really fun? Because that's the problem with doing. Yeah. Like I know for a, I know for a fact, Aaron will have hated that. Because it has nothing to do with the episode itself. Yeah, it's just setting up. It's really a yeah. post-credits thing that doesn't make any any sense. Now, what I would love is if each episode has one of these stingers, <laughs> and then you put them all ten back to back, and it fun. makes sense as an episode on its own. Now, that would be <laughs> fucking cool. That would be interesting. And I mean, that would Star be Trek, excellent. When I mean, other than Deep Space Nine, and even Deep Space Nine, I would argue some of that war stuff became less interesting as it went on. Season seven is not perfect by any means at Deep Space Nine. There's definitely some no. stuff in there. But mm-hmm. Star Trek's not great, even when they when they do do continuity, like we've discovered with the newer series, like especially Discovery. Discovery this is why they had to put Discovery in the future, because yeah. it fucked everything up so much. So like, you are making a mess yeah. of this era. Get to the future. I mean, Enterprise did the good thing where it did like that last season. It would have like three episode arcs and stuff like that was fine. But like trying to do much beyond that, like Voyager did this a few times and it didn't work out. They did that whole thing where like Paris was secretly being uh, like they were having him act like an asshole do you remember that oh it was so confusing and then yeah. they were hoping that uh what was her name uh Blana? no the one that like ended up being like she ended up being a cardassian and she left oh then, um seska yeah so like they 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 thought if they could make him like they they thought that seska would be monitoring what was going on and then uh-huh do you remember this <laughs> oh i remember and then, yeah, and then, so then he insane. would be a spy basically which they shouldn't have even uh-huh. had the kazon shouldn't have even still in the 
anywhere near them at that point. Should have abandoned. Like they should be so far <laughs> past Kling, uh, Kazon space. Yeah. Like just discount Klingons. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so, so so crazy. So so I always I'm a little iffy whenever they decide. Hey, we're gonna do a season long arc. I just I don't know. That is exactly. It's gonna be. Good. That's a really good example of how the continuity stuff does not work yeah. in syndication because the Tom Paris being a dick stuff is actually really subtle. It's almost like they made him, they wrote him to be a dick, didn't like it, and had to retcon it, and then after the fact, made the Tom Paris is a spy storyline. It's really distracting. I'm sorry to get off on this. Did you know that that character was actually supposed to be his character from, from is it First Duty? Is that the... Uh, yeah, originally, but they didn't have the rights to that character. Oh, is that what it was? I, are... I, I didn't remember yeah. what it was, but they were just going to So have... the person that wrote the character that... Um, uh oh what's his um robert robert duncan mcneil yeah the character that he plays oh the actor in the yes. tng episode the act him whoever wrote that character wasn't working for paramount oh. anymore and somehow he still had the rights to that character in that episode it's so such a weird little loophole so they would have had to pay him so it was a lot easier just to make it a lot cheaper even if you have to pay 100 but bucks for it it was confusing because i had seen that episode a bunch so when i first started watching voyager it was weird that he just wasn't that guy because it was like no. the same and it would person have been a, great, a great transition because nick does go to jail like yeah nick does go to prison so it would have made so much sense but there you go rights are weird um I'm, I'm being informed by the chat it may be a residuals thing as well like if you keep using that character you would have to pay that right of residuals that makes more sense yeah it probably was yeah it's like the guy that like there's that random guy that in the 80s somehow got some rights to batman and like right. i think even to to this day he gets paid like every time or his his, his family gets paid every time there's yeah. batman's used it's, it's a state and like since then i think that's one of the incidents where since then studios have been a little more like we've got to get control uh -huh. of this ip in a different way yeah because back IP, then people man, didn't know what was going to happen with all this ip and everybody people some people were just randomly buying up stuff you know they were just mm -hmm. like oh sure <laughs> I'll well i mean marvel was selling itself off left right and center in the late 90s like they were close to bankrupt sony got offered the entire catalog for a really uh -huh. reasonable amount of money but they were like no we just want spider-man <laughs> no nah, we'll just take spider-man and all the associated <laughs> villains that's basically all we want that's uh, so funny. <laughs> um, oh, I did have some... Sorry, I got a really good chuckle. Just, uh, it's so dumb. It's how, like, Sullivan, the the Irish hologram, is just walking around the ship doing his own thing, and he's in stellar photography. Yeah. But he's wiping down the console as if he's in a bar. <laughs> I, I love how this hologram is just reverting to what he knows best. <laughs> that is funny. He's cleaning a bar top. I did catch that. That it's was hilarious. So and he's like, no, I miss my wife. That's so great. Um, so at the end of the episode, we get a round of promotions. Mm -hmm. So Boimler is distracted throughout the episode. Now, I figured it was going to be because he was worried he was going to screw up because he wanted the promotion. But the actual distraction he's dealing with is that he doesn't think he's worthy of the promotion. Now, um, Bo uh, Mariner talks, her out, talks him out of this mm -hmm. and he comes to the rescue. But we do end up with everyone other than Rutherford getting promoted to lieutenant. And he ends up kind of saving everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to come into play. Like, Rutherford getting slighted, I think that's going to have to come into play. He does make a comment, though, that he also caused part of the problem. So it's like, even if, I guess he was saying, even if I helped solve it, I was responsible. But I don't really know how he was responsible. But, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I think he's rationalizing it in his head because yeah. he's a good guy. He doesn't want to, 
like poop on their parade. So I bet he's kind of eaten up. Yeah, inside. that's probably going to come up later. I wouldn't be surprised. I know you haven't like seen every single episode, but yeah, they're still lower deckers. But do you think it's smart to promote them and see some progress, or is it funnier to leave them as ensigns? That's a possible negative too. That might be something we look back on mm. in a few episodes and be like, "Oh, that was dumb." Yeah. I don't know. I I never like in my mind though. Like I I know who the captain is, but like I don't really think about like. Oh man, you should live in my brain. Yeah, no, I oh, I, <laughs> I, obsessed I know you do, yeah. about it. I was just look look. I have things I'm obsessed with too. I mean, everybody's got their Star Trek thing that's into Star Trek, but like that's just never been like I can't keep up with that. That TNG episode, one of the best episodes of the seventh season, one of the best episodes of the series was Lower Decks, and which I'm sure you guys have talked about, and that was really the first time. I even thought about like, oh yeah, they've got people that just like clean up, literally like, clean they've them the got sails. people that uh-huh. like you know clean the hollow carbon filters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's like up until that point though, which I was why I love that episode. Like that, that wasn't even something that like was in my head because you didn't see these people that often. Yeah, for sure. You know, I knew they had like they had like people that w- reported to Wharf and people yeah. that reported to Jordy and all that kind of stuff. But like, I just never really thought about it in that. You know, people that have to clean the holodeck. Uh, which well, there was this like gross. running gag in TNG about the performance reviews because Riker yeah. and uh, Troy would always do the performance reviews, but it was always in the cold open, and they always said "fuck this, I can't be bothered." Yeah, <laughs> there was always something more important that came up. But no, I understand. I, I got so obsessed about the ranks that my biggest nitpick growing up with Voyager was not necessarily that <laughs> Harry stayed an ensign, which is I get it, that's fine. Oh, he did stay an ensign. He stayed an ensign the whole seven years. The controversy is that shithead Tom Paris gets prom he gets given <laughs> a Starfleet commission straight out of prison, gets promoted to lieutenant, demoted to ensign, re- promoted to lieutenant yeah. again in the space of like three years. Yeah, and you would have thought Harry would have gotten he he helped out enough. Like it's he would have. They even had that. He was even the he was like the captain. Like at like he had like a night shift. That was like yeah. an episode I remember. He does the Delta <laughs> shift, um, bridge yeah. command. Like it's just insane that Tom specifically gets two promotions and Harry doesn't that get one. That confuses me too, though. So since Harry is an ensign, would he not be a senior officer? Because no, you can be so depending on how you um, graduate from the academy. So everybody's oh. an ensign, but he graduates top of his class. He's on the fast track to being bridge crew. Okay. So yeah, you don't have to be a lieutenant or a commander to be on the bridge. You can be an ensign. Oh, I knew you could be an ensign to be on the bridge, but I just didn't know if that because he was in the meetings too. And oh, stuff. sorry, you like can be part staff. of the senior crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. I would imagine that if he's promoted top of his class, give the throw the guy a bone, just. Make him a lieutenant. Like, yeah, what the exactly. fuck else does it mean? Like, everyone's on rations. Like, And this wasn't even lieutenant, right, that they got in this one. This was, like, lieutenant second uh, lieutenant grade. Lieutenant junior or... grade, yeah. Junior so grade. it's the low entry-level lieutenant. Yeah. It almost felt like that. It almost felt like a like an attendance award yeah. or something. <laughs> well done. You showed up to every shift. So, like, yeah. So if they're going to promote them, I mean, I don't know. I'm of two minds. Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I guess we could come to find out that that was not a good idea. But like, or we're going to get some annoying storylines where Rutherford's mad or something. But at the same time, they didn't. I mean, it doesn't even feel like they gave them that much of a promotion. Like, they're still going to kind of be doing the same thing. I mean, they do say they don't have to clean something. So you do get, you, there are extra responsibilities for sure, but it's, it yeah. can't be that much of a difference. Come on. like. It's... But I mean, obviously they're not going to up them all the way to like, you know, I understand they're not just going to become a full-fledged lieutenant, but I mean, I don't know. I, it, it didn't really bother me either way. I didn't think much about Personally, it. Personally, I think it's really smart because 
by the time you get to year four, you are kind of like, yeah, ha, I wonder why they aren't progressing. Like, this is their ambition. No, it and is. they're not terrible like, at their jobs. It's like, I always thought it was really dumb that you would have a show centered around a high school where your main characters would be the kids. Because if you go past four seasons, this doesn't make any fucking sense anymore. Especially with the way that kids grow Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> well, not only that, but like after four years, you're done with high school. So, I mean, it's yeah. like if you're doing a season a year, I mean, you can't like, you know, that's I why mean, it's like. Unless you do it in bulk and then release them. But I, nobody's I doing that. Nobody's yeah, paying so it's to like, do that. So it's kind of like that. Like eventually you have to move people up or it just doesn't make any sense anymore. It Like in TNG, for instance, like I know they kept. They kept, they did keep addressing Riker not taking promotions, but that almost made it more irritating because <laughs> it was oh, just like, it would, by the time you get to season seven, I think there's, it's three well, times that it happened and you're just like, okay, you're on the flagship. Whoop TD. Well, you I would think, he, and I would think ship. if anything, that would almost be a negative at some point and they would be like, okay, well, you're not going to be on the enterprise anymore then. Yeah, like, exactly. You're holding up someone else's progression to the flagship. It, yeah. So that's amazing. But yeah, I, I think it's a good idea from a storytelling standpoint. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. I guess would be my only like negative, maybe. Yeah. Honestly, it didn't bug me. I really like it. It puts to bed the how long can they be ensigns thing. They're still lower deckers. Like you still have lieutenants down there. So yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I like it. Yeah. Okay. With that, any more closing thoughts before we do some sins? Uh, I. No. Like it was. Like I said, it was just a really fun episode. Yeah, it had an absolute blast with the episode. Strong, strong open. It put the biggest smile on my face, and you can't ask for much more than that. With that, let's head over to engineering for some scenes. Battle stations, everyone. <laughs> Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. You go first, Jonathan. I have, I mean, I have five sins. I don't have a lot, because this show... Is the anti? We talked a little bit about just the fact that there's stuff on there. We could we can talk about that when you like the the macro virus and the yeah. the two vix leaf. But um, I thought it was interesting. They actually had a process, like they had the two vix process or something. Even though it only mm. happened once, and if they didn't have the flower still, it would never happen again. So it's just interesting to me that there was like a whole like just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of it's. So this comes from, like, Tuvok was a fan of making hybrids and blending flowers together. And this backfired, obviously, to make Tuvix. It's kind of wild that A, they kept the plant, B, they have a process for it, but C, this process doesn't actually include a solution. No. Like, there's not, in case of Tuvix, this is what you do. They are still struggling with (laughs) exactly how this should happen. Like, you would think that the transporter itself would be like, hey, I recognize that flower. Abort transport. We don't want to do this again. Like, you think that would be baked into the transporter? Like, yeah. abort the transport immediately. I didn't realize, I guess, I mean, I guess I should have known this, because Janeway was so like, I'm Starfleet, and this is what Starfleet does, but um, that they would actually keep logs of everything that happened, because everything. I'm like, some of that stuff, I'm like, how do you still have a job? Like, right? she got promoted to Admiral? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. She, she should get home and just like, yeah, weird thing happened. On the trip in that Borg transport conduit, <laughs> wiped our logs. There isn't a single <laughs> log from the last seven years. Because I mean, it, it's it's a it's a Janeway characteristic that she would not do that. But at the same, but then I'm just like, man, Starfleet was really. I guess they felt really bad that they lost <sighs> them for that long. And they, I think they couldn't I, get I them think- back. There's probably like a presidential pardon thing where you did what you could to get home. So we're just going to excuse any of like yeah. questionable stuff you did. Um, it is what it is now, but I really do. I 
part of me does kind of wish maybe they had gotten home like halfway through season seven and we actually had like nine or ten episodes about what happened to them after they got back because they there's some stories you could definitely i think i think that could have been well, interesting that's actually um, my biggest sin of this episode is that for me the the biggest missed opportunity which is what lower decks is so great mm -hmm. at doing is following up on missed opportunities or stuff you just didn't think of doing is the biggest missed opportunity in Voyager was showing us their homecoming. We get Voyager turn mm -hmm. up on the planet, fireworks in space, an escort of some ships, and that's it. Cut to credits. This would have been, and I, I bet they probably didn't quote unquote have permission to do it, but if you had a way to show us some of that, like Lower Decks is a great place to do it, to show them returning mm -hmm. home, readjusting, like give us some of those stories. Um, I, I just, I would love to see they Lower Decks well, give us some of that. And they could have even done it like Lost style because I I don't think anyone was thinking they didn't get back. So like, I don't think it would have been a spoiler at the beginning of season seven to maybe have some like future scenes mm. and then it would go back and that would be the episode. Like they, they're telling yeah. a story or it somehow connects. That would have been interesting, but it I is mean, what it is what's, The great way about getting Lower Decks to do it is that you can have all of the original actors, exactly. but they haven't aged. You just have their voices. So exactly. You can just animate it. So for me, it's a big ask for a 25-minute show to do that, but it's something oh, yeah. I would love them to do in the future. Just heal well, yeah, that Yeah, just like wound. have maybe one character on an episode or something. Like yeah. They've got to go... They've got to go somewhere that Tuvok just happens to be. They've done some... Have, they haven't really done anything like that, have they? I mean, I guess no, they did go to DS9. So. No, I, not to my knowledge. But was anybody on that DS9 episode? What, the one where they went back? Didn't they go to DS9? I haven't seen it, but didn't oh, they go sorry, to DS9? Oh, sorry, on Lower Decks? Yes, they yes. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had Kira, oh, um, okay. Kira, Quark. I think it's just Kira and Quark that are in that episode. Yeah, so and Kira's I, in that's charge what I'm of Deep Space Nine. They could have had one or two people. Like, they could have yeah. had Paris there. Or yeah. Paris and Kim, you know, could have been there. Oh, man. Well, I mean, Paris appears in last season, I think, or season two. Um, oh, okay. So he's, I haven't seen that episode. I think he's a commander or something. So we do get little bits and pieces. Oh, okay. That's but cool. not the actual readjustment homecoming. Um, and I guess in Picard, we find out that Seven of Nine tried to go... She got a commission and then she left Starfleet and now has come back. But yeah, I'm I'm sure she would not have been treated well. No, uh, that would have at been at least not at first. There's an entire series that we could have in in there oh, yeah. of how she was treated. For and sure. I mean, and it's kind of one of those things where like we know seven and nine, but at the same time, like it is like you had an entire species. It's, this isn't like this isn't like a race of people. Like this is just a species that like mm -hmm. all they do is kill. Like every yeah. single one of them. It's not like. It's not like some are good, some are bad. I mean, they kind of tried to do that with Iborg and stuff, but you, you only, like that's one of those cases where like I, I like I, I don't even know that you're like being racist at that point. You're just kind of like I don't Angry. trust because you are a species, an entire species that kills. <laughs> so and you have this one doctrine which is just to assimilate everybody. Yeah. So if you're yeah. offended by assimilation, you're not going to like these people. <laughs> Um, what's your next one? What else have you got? Uh, well, this one was, was minor, but like, I, th I thought it was funny. It was one of those, like, they announced all, they announced all the, uh, promotions. It was to like, it was to Tlin, uh, Zindi or whatever. And, Attendee, uh, yeah. And, uh, Zindi, yeah, Attendee. And, uh, Boyerum. And, um, but then they waited, like, like, they all got to have a conversation and stuff. And then they announced that mm. Mariner got it. Yeah. Like, so it was one of those weird things where it's like, although I wouldn't put it past the first officer to make that, like, a, a dramatic <laughs> a timing moment. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I never, I always forget his name for some reason. Uh, Ransom. 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 Yeah. But uh, that was definitely something, like, if we were sending this episode, we would absolutely send that. Because it's it's ridiculous. The dramatic so he, timing he is so He names the perfect. other three, like, like that. Yeah. And then... 
like two and a half minutes probably passed. Mm-hmm. It's like surprise. Of course, she's going to be yeah. last, as if he knows. He's, and then he's being um, a dick. I didn't really understand. I might have missed something, but I didn't understand why once the simulations were gone, that the ship just stopped. Because it was it just being controlled by the Borg technology. So once oh they- no, it it was because um, he infected the gel packs with cheese. And the gel packs oh, that's right. don't that's, just... Okay, yes. Yeah, yes. they affect so the cheese the actually stopped ship. the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally, like, kills Voyager dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All and I think that's one. why he's also saying, like, so, you know, I don't know that I should be promoted. Yeah, but, I but, fucked Voyager. But it's like, I don't he know, should. man. You still saved everybody. I mean, by that logic, Scotty would have never got a promotion. He fucks up so exactly. much. Oh, yeah. I, mean, um, I, did, I guess Scotty got promotions. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think, he, well, yeah, no, he ends up being a, a captain. He ends up captaining a ship at some point, and then he goes. Is that to like? Starfleet is that? Do Academy. they do they mention that on TNG when he's on there or yeah, something, or is that in, like in the novels or something? Yeah, no, no, no. This is in Relics. Um, oh, okay. So he says to Geordie, "Whatever you do, yes." He ends up. He does end up commanding a ship because he says to to Geordie, "Whatever, whatever you do, make sure they oh, never yeah, yeah. take you out of the engine room. Like, never That's stop right. being a chief engineer." It was that. always my favorite job. It's just fucking weird that a chief engineer becomes captain. That's not necessarily a transferable skill. No, I no like that's. I mean, I guess I get Sulu, but like Sulu kind of yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, engineer. You would think it, it, it. If anything, you would maybe you'd become an admiral at some point. Maybe that's possible yeah. because that's Teach more the of an office. Yeah, but maybe yeah. you become a teacher or something. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's not really a captain path. It's I wouldn't a weird think. one. It's a weird one. Um, I this is such a tiny little nitpick because it depends on when this program happens, but. The Sullivan that we see shouldn't really remember his wife because yeah. Janeway deleted the wife. Because Janeway deleted it, he shouldn't, unless they've rebooted Fairhaven for some reason. But then the fact that he misses her means that he knows that she's gone. So yeah, he it's a nice throwaway line, but it, it's one that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I agree. I, that's definitely... I didn't think about it at the time, but when I read it in the comments and not you saying it, yes, it makes mm. sense. Does not make sense. Um... Go for it, Jonathan. Anymore? No, no. That was that was really that was really all I had. I mean, yeah, except I, for like I said, I just I feel like we've talked about that enough. But just that they still had the flower, they still had the mm-hmm. salamander was a story. You mentioned that already. That that would even be in the story logs or whatever. And also, somebody somebody did say in the comments that um, the the clown wasn't on the holodeck, so that was a little confusing. Like, yeah, I guess. I mean, they mention it in the show as well that he wasn't. Um, he's not. He wasn't even holodeck. Oh, program. that's right. So yeah. I think they're kind of acknowledging that they wanted to include him. They just wanted to include the clown because it's like exactly. considered a bad episode. And yeah, I I will say the one the one I wish they had. Uh, I was hoping there for a second, like uh, the Brad Dorf. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> that would be amazing. The, the serial killer. Yes. Uh, w- a suitor. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. great episode. Uh, they kind of they they kind of ruined that though when they had him try to save the day in basics. But uh, yeah, he ends up like sacrificing himself. But cause... they did kind of have to kill him because I was kind of curious, like kill him off because it's like how do you like how do you keep I don't that know, guy? Man, on you've the got ship? some interesting stuff like having a prisoner for the entire yeah. voyage home. You're sen- sentencing them to eighty years in prison. Like yeah, that's pretty messed up. But well, yeah, but he was a killer. <laughs> yeah. No, you're and right. he wasn't. You're right. He had no intention. He basically said, "I'll probably do it again." Multiple you guys should lock me up. Yeah. I, it's so <laughs> fucked up. I love it. I love him so much. What his eyes? Like I know all Beta Zeds have black eyes, but he he was dead yeah. inside. <laughs> he, so good. Brad Brad Dorf is is. I mean, he's had a career. I mean, God, he's the voice of Chucky, which is super iconic. But yeah. um, he's still he's still like he's just not a name. I think people. No, come up with for all sure. the time so for sure. a little underrated in my opinion because he's awesome no i agree uh, he's great 
Um, there was a comment you made at the very end of the episode when Ransom is in his um, is in his quarters. Oh, that's not how you do pull-ups? That's not how you do pull-ups? And I'm just like, Bleh. Not how I was taught. <laughs> I always just taught, like, it's going to be, lo- this is just the people see, but I was always taught you had, like, your, like, you had your fist facing you, right? Yeah. And you were but you he's know, doing just it like, like that. I think he's that's doing just it. how... That's just how he does it. I guess it, you can do it that way. That's just that's just not how they were taught. And like I like I'm not a push up expert. I, I've maybe done like I was able to do two or something <laughs> in my entire life. So I think Ransom would pick uh, the most difficult way to do a pull up just because it's Ransom. You don't have to be in that kind of shape to play baseball. That's why I played baseball. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. No, I haven't got any more sins. Let's quickly do your predictions. Um so at the top of the episode, um Jonathan predicted that Tuvix would be involved. Which, to be fair, yes, given the episode well, title. More so, I wanted fair. him to come up, bring up the fact that Janeway had murdered him. Yeah, so, I'm surprised we kind of didn't go into that debate more, but I think I actually like the amount of lip service they gave to it. Nobody nobody drank tea, though. No, his his minor his specific prediction was <laughs> carrying on Danae's reign of yeah. somebody will sit in a chair and drink tea. It did not happen this <laughs> week. Maybe next week, if we're very, very lucky. Does it ever happen? I I mean, you would, it happens a fuck lot in TNG. Like, Picard yeah. can't go an episode without drinking tea in a chair. That'd be like uh, the the like people play poker. Like that could be one of the yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks for joining us, Jonathan. Um, we of mentioned course. it in the outtakes, but um, where can people find you? Tell us about um your other Cinema Sins podcast. I have a Cinema Sins podcast. Um, and as I mentioned uh, in the outtakes portion, uh, we have already recorded at least every episode we've done up until now, which is. It's called uh, Gold Diamonds and Death. It is a James Bond podcast, which is actually part of the title as well. Uh, each episode is a, is one of the James Bond movies. We're going in order. Um, as of this recording, uh, For Your Eyes Only, just released today. I think that's episode 13. For your so, eyes only. Yeah. Sheena Easton, man. So uh, <laughs> I think we've got like 14 episodes left. 14 or 15. Uh, my math is bad. But uh, and we have not decided. I I think we'll probably do something past that. But uh, we have not we have not made that decision right now. Mm. But uh, but yeah, definitely. I wish hope you guys that's in all your podcast stuff. The easiest way to look it up is just type in CinemaSense and all of all of our stuff comes up. Yeah. Um, so and then you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Sam Loomis 13. I am on Blue Sky. I guess we can start talking about blue sky yeah i am as well as is cinema sins yeah that is yeah cinema sins is on blue sky i think all of us are except maybe danae Danae might be the only one that is i mean chris isn't but chris isn't on anything yeah um but uh yeah i'm at sam lewis 13 oh and daniel daniel's not on anything either but i'm the people that are actually on twitter uh yes we are we are all and i i'm under my same same name i'm sam lewis 13 there too i don't know what ian you're the same thing too right yeah i'm at witsend witsend yeah i think just decided to keep it the same think we're all the same all the sifpop people are on there too if we're allowed to mention sifpop they they started following me so no you make you are forbidden from mentioning sifpop you yeah, cannot mention any of a non-cinema sins product <laughs> uh, but yeah there's we got a crew over there so come join us if you're on blue Heck, sky yeah. uh and um uh god what else uh yeah letterbox just look at my name jonathan watkins and then obviously as danae and ian are involved in we have cinema sins tv sins commercial sins every week Day through friday we got some video going up every yeah we do and we do a bunch of push-ups yeah we do we do them the right way we're doing the right way we do a bunch of billups um no go, go, I wonder go. who could do the most pull-ups in our i i'm gonna go with danae Daniel. No, no, maybe, Daniel, no, actually, Daniel. you might be right with Danae. I love that we that both thought be right. that each other was right. I don't know. I'm going with Daniel. I, one of them, I think. Yeah. 
I think so. It's definitely not me. I mean, Aaron, maybe just because like you're going to have to put the bar up a lot higher. So like yeah. Aaron and Chris could technically just kind of stand and do it. That's true. I think Aaron is <laughs> the most exercising of any of us as well. Um, yeah, Gold Diamonds and Death is a lot of fun. Super duper fun. You get to hear uh, Chris Atkinson and Jer Jeremy Scott, Chris Atkinson and Jonathan talk about Bond. Yeah, yeah if you don't like it, maybe after episode 27, something will change. You never know. Yeah, but, uh, we're going to dub out Jonathan's voice and put Jeremy in instead. That's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Jonathan. You're the best. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, next week, it will be myself and Danae. We'll be back. We'll be doing episode two of Lower Decks. You guys are the best. See you next week. Live long and pod spa. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. With that, let's head over to engineering for some scenes. You, do you not do battle stations over your one anymore? Oh, shit. <laughs> How did I remember that? Because you remember that because you put the, you did a little marker point oh, for the Oh, that's true. Ads. Yeah. I, so I, that's his cue I, to put the I don't the edit, but I do, uh, yeah, I have to find that every week. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I had I to be like, you have got to take a breath so I can put a freaking ad in. Yeah, because I was overlapping the transition with my battle stations and he's like, I can't fit the advert in. <laughs> Battle stations, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well spotted, Link. Danae is looking slightly different. She's yeah. trimmed the goatee a little She's bit. She's having a rough a day. Bit more subtle. Yeah. <laughs> in, 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 in theme with the episode today, we are John Nay today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the transporter thing went a bit weird because the, the, the thing just happened top to bottom. So the bottom half is Danae and the top half is all Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, what's going on with you before we get into the show? Well, I... Uh, you want to tell the people about? Because, like, we don't really do a lot of live shows now. It's just Captain's Pod. People don't get to see you on, like, BTS or anything. Uh, I started a new podcast. Uh, well, I mean, all the episodes have been recorded, but it just started getting released about 12 weeks ago. It's called uh, Gold, Diamonds, and Death, a James Bond podcast, where Chris Atkinson and I are not going live, but you can still hear us talk about every, every Bond movie. I think... The one that dropped today is, I should actually, For Your Eyes Only. I always forget that title for some reason. So we're- That's quite we're fitting, about, actually, For Your Eyes Only. The, we just got into the 80s. So, uh, nice. but yeah, yeah. So if you want to check that out, that's available everywhere. You can find podcasts. If you just type in CinemaSins, it'll, it'll pop up. What's it been like going through every Bond movie? I don't know that I'd ever done it in order like that. Like, because I, I had been watching Bond films since I was a kid, but like, uh, other than- uh, but no, it was interesting. It was very interesting. I, and, and especially because we did a lot of, I did, a, well, we both did. We both did a lot of research, watching behind the scenes stuff. And I also read the books. Oh, no. Nice. We talk about those as well. So it was just really interesting, like getting kind of learning things. And so I have, I have a lot more appreciation for stuntmen uh, oh, now that yeah. I've gone, now that I've done a lot of research on that. There's this, I can't, I can't remember the movie off the top of my head, but there's one, I know it's already aired where this guy's uh, foot got cut off during a, <gasps> while he was filming. Oh, and shit. he just kept on going. Like, I, it's just no, he didn't. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's like the '60s, man. They didn't have rules. I mean, I'm sure the people around him were like, "We might need to stop," but he was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> so, he pulled. Yeah. He pulled a Doctor Gordon from Saw. He just yeah, kept exactly, going. <laughs> exactly. Paulie's got a quick question. What's the most <laughs> Trek-like Bond movie? Oh, I mean. Actually, uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, in the Moonraker episodes already aired, I, you know, going mm. into Moonraker, 
I, I thought it was interesting because that's the one that everybody talks about was made because of Star Wars. Like that's what they went that direction. Interesting. But there's not that much like space in Moonraker. It's it's really odd. Like yeah. there's there's almost as much space in a couple of the other movies where they actually had stuff going on with satellites yeah. and stuff. But I will say Moonraker does have people fighting in space. Like literally they're in astronaut uniforms with guns. It's just insane. It's incredible. It's really it's it's so bizarre. I don't know why I like the the firefighter scene, but there's well, there's I like how he comes out of it. Like he just looks because oh, it's brutal. Like it's well, that's but I'm saying, but him coming out of the house is kind of yeah. creepy. That's it's the closest. Really cool. Like there's a scary image in that series, and um, and I love I love the dude with the saw because and we did this in the sense video where it was like. It was yeah. like we, we 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 like quoted him talking like yeah I finally get to use the saw <laughs> shit or shit. something like that yeah. like when he gets killed because <laughs> I mean, he just revs that thing up he's like yes. happy he's like yes let's go oh fuck I mean I hate that my friends died but I get to use the saw as much as the saw films have their issues <laughs> the here's what you didn't know music is so oh it's amazing fucking good yeah oh. hello's up. Hello yeah. Zep, and there's yeah. there's a playlist it's one of my favorite where it pieces. has it's so good. They have like yeah. the theme from each one, and <laughs> some of them have like different names. So there's like Hello Zep, and then there's Hello Eric because that's the second movie. But by yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. it's just Hello Zep Seven, Hello Zep Eight, Hello Zep Nine. Like Halloween movies always had the Halloween theme, but it's you know they'll throw something in there, and it's usually the only com- contribution that uh, John Carpenter has to Halloween movies is. He will tweak the theme a little bit. After the third one, he wasn't involved in any other capacity, I don't think. And then, except mm-hmm. for like created by or something like that. And then he did come back. Yeah, for exactly. The, he yeah. did the score and stuff. Him and his son did the score for the last three, but it's basically the it's basically the Halloween score. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not <laughs> no, that different. No, it's not a huge amount of di- I mean, the second one, I mean, Halloween, the score for Halloween Kills is better than anything else in the movie. <laughs> like it's, oh, I agree. No, it's, that's true. It's insane. That soundtrack is actually really, really solid. Flyboy says, I just want to get this out of the way. Yes, Janeway killed Tuvox to save Tuvox and Neelix. Why was Tuvix's right I, to life any more sacrosanct than theirs? I don't know that there's a right answer there. I'm not saying that she's like evil, but it's just, it's it's super dark. <laughs> like it's It just is a, super dark. So, it's just a dark plot point. I, I kind of dig that they did that from a storytelling standpoint. The problem is... Is there's not like really there's just not, there's never anything like after that they don't even like mm-hmm. mention it again. That's it's the just, key. Yeah. Objectively, you are swapping two lives like, for one, even though you are actively making it. Like you could argue that leaving Tuvix as he is isn't an active choice to kill someone. It's passive, but killing him to save Tuvix and Neelix is an active choice. Logically, that's fine. It's the way that Janeway does it. Janeway boulders in there, basically says "fuck you" to the doctor energize it oh she almost does it so quickly so that she can't think about it like she short circuits herself and just says before i overthink this i'm just gonna kill him and bring them back uh and yeah you're right they just never address it again that's the dilemma and it's because this might not be the intention but the way this the way the it's edited and the way the scenes go by each other it feels like she's doing that just because kes is crying and wants her boyfriend back it kind of feels that way yeah so that's also kind of I mean, I don't mind that scene with Kess. That's not a bad thing because it's interesting to see how she thinks about this. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just. But then they have to wrap everything up because it's you know it's forty five minutes. They wait so. until the last like sixty seconds. They do saw the shit they out do. as yeah, well. It's it's just, right and then it just the end. ends. And I think that's even like towards the end of the season, like this yeah. season two maybe. It's kind of it's it's really wild. Just the whole way they handle it. 
um, this got answered, I think, by Nick Jagged. Link said, question why does to Lynn's rank look different? I think it's basically she's on loan. Like, she's not officially a commissioned officer. I think she's a non-com. So their rank, like the Marquis, O'Brien, their ranks look different. I think the idea is they haven't gone through Starfleet Academy. They're kind. She's kind of on loan from the Vulcans as a punishment, basically. That's why it looks a bit different. Sarah says, I am glad Year of Hell wasn't a whole season. That was a rough watch. <laughs> I, I love that episode, those two episodes, so much. But I actually... I hate to say it, but I agree with Rick Berman. I think an entire season at that time no, I, well, would have been too I don't, much. You're talking about 24. I, I don't episodes. know that they would have. I don't know that they would have done it well. Yeah. Um, I, like for instance, I know you're a fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of season three of Enterprise. I mean, I like mm-hmm. parts of it. No, I get it. But I, I do think they they kind of pigeonhole themselves, and so I, I think that unfortunately hurt it more than helped it. I'm surprised they were able to do that, but at that point, I just don't think anybody was paying attention because they weren't. You know, they weren't doing that well in the ratings, and I'm sure they were just like, whatever you can do, it's fine. Right, I think it was a Hail Mary, because it wasn't doing very well at yeah. all. Because they said on season four, like, they got to do whatever they wanted as long as they were under budget. As long as they were within their budget, that's why they yeah. got to do all that stuff for the Mirror Mirror universe, and mm-hmm. I mean, because just nobody was paying attention oh, to them. It was them. so fucking fun as well. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Like, that season is is up there as one of the great Yeah, seasons. so it's like, it sucks it was only four seasons, but I don't know that you get that season. Finale's terrible, though. There's oh, for sure. no defense totally of that finale. Totally agree. That'd be like if TNG ended with Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh, no. Could you imagine? That would suck. No. And, like, All Good Things was the second to last episode. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, no. That would be the worst. Because whatever oh. was right before that was really cool. Like, I, remember, I don't remember if that was Mirror Mirror or if that was Peter. I think that was the Peter. It was the, yeah, it was the Peter Weller. Um, yeah. Which was Terranova. really good. Terranova thing. Yeah. Yeah, that really was really good. good. <laughs> really good. This was an interesting Paul said if you put t- if, if you put Tuvix, Will and Tom Riker together, could you tell? <laughs> so this is a solution. Like if you double Tuvix or if you double Tillops using the same thing that doubled Riker, then you kill yeah, one that of was the a... transporter doubles. Was that and a transporter three thing? of them back? Yeah. Because uh, Riker right. beams down to a planet and his double gets That's right. behind. They kind of do that So in Voyager even. There's an episode where like Kim and Paris, there's like another version of them on a planet or something. Remember that? Oh, and then they, like, this is the demon planet thing where the yeah, entire crew is leave. duplicated. Yeah, the entire crew. Get, that's so fucked up because they go to this planet. This like um, microorganism thing duplicates everybody, but they can only live on that demon planet. What's amazing is that some re- to, in order to let Voyager go, they give them all of their DNA, so they leave behind a replica of Voyager and a replica of the crew. But the, oh, okay. The I thought it was just Paris and Riker for some No, I mean, Paris and Kim. It's everyone. What's really okay. fucked up is that the, all of the, the duplicates forget who they are and leave the planet and eventually die in space because they get broken down. So there's an episode oh, yeah. where the ship falls apart and you only find out at the end that it's the duplicate ship and not the real Oh, that's ship. right. I remember that now. Oh, yes. Insane. Absolutely fucking insane. I'm sure they included the pattern from Neelix's suit in Tillip's uniform as an Easter egg. It was fun, but still sinful. True. I figured that was the plant because there's kind of these branching things yeah, coming off so. of the, the, the pattern. So I kind of wondered if that was the orchid's I... influence, perhaps. Slab says there's um, a rumor that the showrunners didn't want to pay Garrett Wang more. So they offered to promote him on the show instead of getting a, a wage increase. 
That'd be amazing. I would love that. If that's that's my headcanon, Man, that's now true. Garrett Wong, though, I mean, he he loves. I mean, he he lo- he has a whole podcast about doing Voyager. I mean, he's so happy, and he's supposed to be really nice at conventions. And I mean, he loves it. I can't say I'm a Kim fan necessarily, but that's no, not his fault. No, I mean, he had some like that's pretty the way he was written. Yeah, that's the problem. Hello, 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 hello. Alrighty, let's talk about some two figs.